covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local Podcast with Jacob Blazer and Colton Mayer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Listen Local. I'm Jacob Blazer. Um, Colton, let's introduce our guest. Let's just get right to it. Yes, we're here with Braden Palmer, uh, record label, Stuck Hog Studios. Thank you for coming. Uh, we're excited to have you on today. I think you're going to bring a nice, the nice bit of energy that we've been looking for. So we're excited to, excited to have you here. Uh, obviously, we go way back. All of us go back, yeah. graduated from Pequot together. But early childhood is how Brady and I met. Um, I don't I don't know when you guys got connected. Yeah, it was but. later in middle school, high school-ish. Yeah, yeah. but we've, it's definitely, uh, we've known each other for a long time now. All it's been a misfortune. To, to, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it very much. Why don't, uh, why don't you just kick things off by telling us a, a bit about where, where you've been and go full circle to, to where you are today? Just in a cliff note perspective, we can dive into it and dissect things in a, in a quick little. thing, okay. Uh, about 2009, I started my record label and uh, in my bedroom here in uh, Pequot Lakes, Minnesota. And uh, I just wanted to get out of here for a while. I met some people in Los Angeles and next thing I knew, Chantel and I, my other half, we cruised out there on a limb and uh, ended up in Los Angeles working with some bigger names. And to move even quicker, we went to a lot of different places, met a lot of different people, but still there was something about this area that we just really enjoyed. You know, we really wanted to come back here and be closer to family, closer to friends. You know, this area needs a little artistic uh, upbringing, you know, type, of, type of deal. Yeah. But uh, So that's kind of the, the quick gist of it, but. Okay, what was the determining factor right away just to leave Pequot for a little while? You know, what was what was behind that idea? What was behind the thought? Was it yeah. just the record labels out there? Or the... I actually became really good friends with the son of uh, Eazy-E from NWA, mm-hmm. a classic hip-hop group. And uh, I was producing a bunch of music for him, and I told him, I said, well, I'm going to move out there like in two weeks. <laughs> and I moved out there, and literally, uh, as we entered the border of California, I got a call from him, and he said, hey, listen, like, I'm not BSing you. Um, Snoop Dogg wants us in his studio next week. And I just thought, okay, like, immediately. But the reason why I left here is because I knew those opportunities weren't here. I love this area, but you know, when you're younger, it, you feel cool if you leave here. Nobody really understood my artwork anyway. I've always been out there. I've always been a weirdo to a lot of people. You know? <laughs> I make weird shit, yeah. you know, and I knew that the only way for anyone to respect it around here, I had to go get somebody else's name on it, you know. So I went out there and, and it happened perfectly. Let me just follow up quick um, before we throw it over to Colton. When you say you like the weird styles of music, what who was it maybe growing up that you idolized or who you wanted to model your music, I guess, career after? There's so many, but uh, off the top of my head, the Beatles, obviously, Jim Morrison from The Doors, and then most importantly, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana, <sighs> Ministry, Depeche Mode. I mean, they were all outsiders, but huge mainstream uh, success. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd has been a staple in my life as long as I can remember. And, uh, those forces are what uh, made me who I am today and I knew I couldn't really find that here. Now looking back, you you can. I mean, there's a lot of people here that dig that that type of stuff. Yeah. But it just to get to a different level I had to I mean I think every kid else. every kid like you said thinks you gotta move away because it's yeah. the cool thing to do. Yeah. And you don't when you do finally drive away from town and then you look back at the at the city lines, you're like, oh you know that that, that actually there was a lot more there than yeah, I than I place. realized. Yeah. 
Um, it's a natural part of growing up. You know, oh, you, you think to move on, you got to move away. And, yep. and that was true for me. I had to go away. I, I had to go somewhere else and make the connections I made. And it worked. You know, <laughs> yeah, and it did. It doesn't always happen like that. I was very fortunate that it literally just came out of nowhere and things blossomed it's, for me. It's funny when you mention your influences. I think I can remember screwing around in the front yard at my parents' place playing football <laughs> and you wearing a Pink Floyd T-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, Absolutely. Were yeah. Eight and nine years old. You'd make yeah. fun of me. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, yeah, it's always been a part of my my life, and I always knew. Even with my artwork, you guys remember in high school, I was always painting, you know, and doing things, and I just knew I was a little strange for this area. And but at the same time, this area is what made me. So now, looking back, that I'm 33 years old, and being like, actually, you know, this came out of. This place, right. yeah. yeah. I think because of this place, actually, it's, it's what made me who I am. You know, the yeah. the solitude, but also the, uh, the community, the the togetherness, and the understanding of of that is is kind of what made me who I am. Yeah. To be honest, if I was raised anywhere else, I don't think I'd really have that capability of producing an album like Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. and then ending up in Compton. You know, it, it made me well-rounded. It yeah. really did. Help me understand all walks of life. It's a very open-minded area, and I didn't see that when I was a kid, but I see it now. And I, I think you you say the two totally different styles of music, and I think people need to understand that. Well, your music might be more of the hardcore rock or metal, however you want to describe it. Um, but you grew up in a very music-oriented family that yeah, can, definitely. you know, they can sing country, they can sing rock. Yeah. Um, your mom and dad are extremely talented. Your brothers and yourself are, ex- are extremely talented. Yeah. How much did that, you know, have a little bit of an influence as well? It made a world of difference because I grew up in it. And uh, seeing how talented they were made me uh, work even harder to be where I'm at now because, I mean, they're great. They're all way more talented than I am. It's just that I'm dumb enough to know how to do business. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't afraid of the boundaries either. I, I've never been that way. When somebody would tell me I was crazy for going to Compton to produce a record, I thought, why? This is what I love. You know? mm-hmm. And so I showed up and I did it. And if I want to produce a metal record, I show up and I do it. Stay true to yourself. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think, you know, you're listening to the music that you have produced or made on your own, just 100% on your own. You can hear all those different styles. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, intertwining Pink Floyd with the Beatles mm-hmm. and throwing Nine Inch Nails in there too. Like yeah. You never think that that's possible. And then when you hear new music, it, that's it, how new music uh, comes about. That's how things change is uh, an artist being inspired by several different artists. And we're in a new time. Uh, a lot of people don't buy full albums anymore. They buy one song or people produce one track. And, and that's kind of how I make my records now. That's how I, I run my business is I understand that, the difference and there's so much music out there now there's so much you know what to call them parts or uh, uh, just different yeah, groups of yep, things yep. that people want to be a part of and it's like oh, none of that really exists anymore you can mix pink floyd with hip-hop you can mix uh, metal with uh, nature music <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's weird there's there's no uh, limits anymore i mean yeah. when you when you get metallica and taylor swift combining on something yeah you know, like music is <laughs> it's pretty amazing that yeah. you can do that type of thing exactly i think it is a little frustrating to turn on Local country station, though, in here, Bieber. <laughs> yeah, in country. Just keep Bieber out of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so in high school, you knew you wanted a music career. At what point was it out in LA where you're like, 
I could actually get into the to the movie game as well, high end productions and, and making music for um, some Hollywood films. Well, as much as I liked making music, I also loved film growing up, and I made tons of little short films on my own and doing random things. And one of my good friends started a film company, and we just started kind of blossomed together and met different people and uh before you knew it uh, i became a film scorer mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and started uh, my music's kind of that way it's always got a lot of emotion and paints landscapes or soundscapes you know for uh, different projects so it's kind of where that came from all of a sudden my music just was in movies i didn't plan on it, it just cool. it just it's happened, happened. Yeah. and then it, it went to tv shows which i was finding like oh yeah like this is a lot easier and a lot better than being the artist and this, the uh, focus, where I can just write music 24 hours a day, and uh, if it's not going to be put on a, a record or an album, I can send it off to movies and use it yeah, in that awesome. type. You know, so it came naturally out of nowhere. I didn't plan on it; it just happened. But I appreciate it because it bought me a house and land. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, which you built. Yes, I built damn near by myself. I had uh, one of my good friends help me. You can record yes. music for Nine Inch Nails or somebody on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Or you can build a house. Yes. Or you can sing in your parents' cover band. Yes. Or you can <laughs> paint a picture that's probably worth tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> that... As we say in Minnesota, you got to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> I do taxidermy too. Yeah, oh, perfect. <laughs> Actually, I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. No, you got to do a bunch of shit, you know. I Actually, like that though. You got to keep yourself entertained. Now keep, that you mentioned taxidermy, busy. I've seen on Instagram the taxidermy you have in your living room. Is that yours? Did yes. You do that? Yeah. That's uh, impressive. Yeah, those are mine. I, I hunted them too. I've had a change of heart recently, though. It's weird. I live on a farm now, and I've become so close to these animals. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to turkey hunt this spring and you know, do all these things. It's it's difficult now because no? I get to know them and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, it's like killing I, your dog or your friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I hear you a hundred percent. Even I'd say within the last five years, it's really animals have really grown on me. I'm not, I'm no PETA person by any means. Um, mm. If you want to eat your hamburgers, eat your hamburgers, you know, yeah, like that. But yeah. just going out and uh, I guess the deer is one thing. Deer, there's, I don't want to wreck my car. So if you want to shoot a deer, <laughs> shoot a deer. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like I used to hate cats. See them oh, on the man. side of the well, road and like cats. Right. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, too bad for them. And now it's like I have this cat that's outside or that lives in like our heated garage and we haven't had a mouse in years. And I'm like, that's a good cat yeah. right there. <laughs> Everything has its purpose. And yeah. that's the crazy part about it. Uh, I don't know. A, I saw a, a pretty big Tom standing on the side of the road today. <laughs> All dressed out, chasing him. Yeah, big old strutting yeah. thing. Hey, they, they're just asking you to kill them. I know. But, but then, you know, we, you got a heart. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere you can't do it. Second. They're in my yard every night, and I'm looking at them like, you bastard. <laughs> You're Why? lucky I am who I am Why? now. Otherwise, I'd be eating you tomorrow, you know. But no, Chantel and I, we, we've eaten nothing but wild meat for the last, uh, like, 11 years. And she was completely vegan for a long time. And uh, so we've got that appreciation for, you know, nature, natural. Yeah, um, and just taking what you need for yeah exactly and, and there yeah. is a self uh, there's an accomplishment with with things like that you do the work and it's not just killing an animal it's getting close to nature you learn so much and you hear the sounds you sunrise man alone it's sad in this country how many people don't even know what the hell a sunrise is yeah you know can't see it over the tall buildings no you know <laughs> nobody's up either yeah. it's like you know, it changes your life you download codes from the sunlight you know you do. You look into the sun, 
download shit from that. That's my weird side of life. That's why I had to leave this town. Because <laughs> <laughs> people understood what you just said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just shaking my head. Yep, I, I got gotcha. you. I totally get it, man. Oh. Um, so we mentioned how we've all known each other. You keep bringing up Chantel. Yeah. You know, I, I've known her a long time now, too. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, nature and doing your own work and being just a good all-around person for as long as I've known Chantel. She's just, that's who she has been. So just tell us about, yeah, just, and I know you guys are extremely close. You can see it social media or even out at the bar, you know, you guys are just, it's like one of those cool couples, but I also see her like, I think we have to, we'd be remiss if you said, uh, it's you and your buddy building that house. Cause I've seen pictures of her on that tractor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, the whole thing is her. I mean, without her, none of this would be happening. All the design, the, the dreams, I'm a loser, man. When I wake <laughs> up and I'm very self-destructive. And when she's around, I, I work for her. You know, everything that she wants, I make sure it happens. And uh, she's tough. She's mm-hmm. She's been my, my savior in life, honestly. Colton knows. I mean, I'm a disaster. I always have been. That's why I have weird music. But when Chantel entered my life, it really saved me from a lot of things. I think that would have uh, ended up in a completely different mm-hmm. story. But... She's phenomenal. She's tough. She's smart. Uh, she knows what she wants. And uh, she inspires me to be a, a better man, a better person. Period. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm always happy to see, you know, friends that I was with in high school, you know, become Colton. You and Natalia are the same way, you know, like yeah. you guys have known each other almost your whole lives. But just, you know, yeah, you and Chantel are just, it's a, it's cool and to Natalia's see. Natalia's a great cool artist together. too. I mean, she is. Yeah, I remember watching her in, incredibly talented. in high school. Uh, I'd be in the art room and then this, this little girl would come in and try to like steal my, my room. And I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, no, this is my room. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. But she was always. And then Gunther said, Brady, played nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, listen, you're not the only one. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> no, it's your room together. <laughs> Phenomenal. You know, great, great artist. Yeah. She took a path away from the pencil and paintbrushes and mm-hmm. everything digital obviously digital world we're living in but yeah uh, yeah she's better than she thinks she is and i try to tell her Absolutely. that as often as possible but yeah. everyone's yeah. humble too yeah. oh yeah nobody wants to and that's a good thing that. that's one thing this area if we're going to talk about this area this area has a lot of that uh, very talented people that are too humble to put themselves out and to you know capitalize uh, for lack of a better term mm-hmm. on their talent yep and that's uh, the one thing I was never afraid of. I was like, you know, I'm good at something, and I'm going to go out and do whatever i got to do to make it happen so I can teach to other people that you can do this too. There's something in your heart, something in your brain, your soul, that you can't stop thinking about. you got to go after it, you know. Yeah, and, uh, no, spot on. That way it's never uh, work. If you're, if you're doing what you love, it's not work. You're not miserable when you got to wake up and go do it for somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it's a special thing to have. And this area has so much of that, but uh, unfortunately it gets belittled and hidden in a small town atmosphere. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, kind of like the, you know, I had to leave to find myself thing that every yeah. kid says. And it, it again, it is true for a lot of people, but yeah. everybody also thinks that there's nothing to do here and there's, there's no, there's no life here and there's no, you know, everybody just has those stigmas, the yeah. small town. This is the biggest damn small town there is, there is. which is it probably really pretty is. easy yeah. to say, but yeah, no, you're correct. And you know, that's a, it's like a double-edged sword. That's why this area is so important is because it's kind of unknown and it is belittled, but at the same time we have access to everything. Yeah. You know, we're not hidden. We've got to lose got the Minneapolis. I mean, there's nothing here hiding you can get everything here it's just that we're a little more out in nature you know and uh when people from all over the world come here to get away that goes to show you this is a pretty special place and uh 
That's why you should just come here for a couple of weeks and then get the hell yeah, out of here. Go away. <laughs> but if I you want to tell you guys, you want to buy a house, call me. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, please come. Spend your money. Yes. Yeah. Right. We need it. Give more. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you mentioned you're starting up the record again. Um, I know you took a couple years. I don't want to say a couple years off, but just, you know, settled down. You know, you did have to build the house. You're working on yeah. all of that. You know, you're, you're working around here as well. Yeah. Um, what went into figuring out now it's the perfect time? Man, I'm always just, I go with the flow. I really do. It's not that I'm not an anxious person because I want everything now. I want the studio done. I want projects. You know, I'm a very impatient person. But another thing with Chantel, she's taught me patience. Like, you know, take things on as they come. And right now, build your farm, build your home, do this. And, and to be honest, uh, once I sold my home and uh, was building the farm, I really didn't give a shit about music. I think about it 24 hours a day, but I didn't care about my own career. I was like, I don't need to make a record right now. I don't need to produce for anybody because I did enough, man. I did so much in 10 years that I was kind of burnt. But I was like, I, I want to live a normal life for a little bit and, and see you know, what's up, what else is out there. And, and by doing that, so much more evolved and came and became the right thing. Mm -hmm. The right opportunities came along. And it's so ironic because I'm about a month away from the studio being reopened completely. When I started putting the walls up and I got it all painted, that's when all of a sudden uh, some nice situations came along, you know, and the people I love working with and new projects just started coming out of nowhere. And uh, so that's what showed me that I'm right on track again. And, you know, I just, a much shorter answer is I just go with my gut. Yeah. Shit comes out of nowhere when I want it to. Well, I think that's knowing. just trusting in yourself. And, you know, yeah. People say you will things into reality. and I, You really do. I, I believe it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Believe, believe in yourself, believe what you're doing, and it's going to happen. So. Yeah, yep. you're absolutely correct. What's a typical best day in the life of Braden Palmer? Man. What would you do from sun, sunrise to sunset on a perfect day? I'm an early riser. So Chantel and I, we usually get up about 5, 5.30 in the morning. And we watch the sun come up. I watch all the wild turkeys, the deer, I mean, any other wildlife, listen to the geese and ducks. And we do that most of the morning. And then I start on projects, and whether it's planting trees or, you know, out building something or whatever. But now that I have the studio, the ideal life is to do that, prepare myself, and then uh, make music uh, at least at least 12 hours a day. And take my breaks and enjoy nature. If I could have a, a mixture of nature and music, 24 hours a day, I'm fine. I never, I'm not a good sleeper. I don't sleep much. Chantel knows that too, because I want to be working on something. You know? And I think that's what's got me to this point, is the fact that I can't stop working. I'm an anxious person. If there's something to do, I want to do it. I can't sit around and wait for it to come and make. I've always told my brothers, I was like, I think I'm going to die early, because <laughs> I've done so much work at an early age that it's like, you know, you just, I don't want to miss a minute, man. Yeah. This life is, is wonderful. Everything is wonderful. Uh, despite politics, despite, you know, man-made things, this, this life is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the, more, the older you get, the more you realize that. And I'm definitely at that point right now. It's like I just appreciate shit. When I see a duck fly over, I stop and I'm like, oh, look at him. <laughs> look at him and hear him. I mean, isn't that great? That just comes with age, though. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you become lame. No, you just live in the moment. You know, appreciate things and you know, keep building your dreams, but uh, stay focused on what you really love. And it's crazy because you'll learn to love things differently as you grow. You know, 
simple things like spring coming. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? I'm basic, man. No, I think it's funny that it's funny you mentioned that because the last two weeks I've been like walking by trees and picking up twigs <laughs> and like, God, you're still not sprouting. <laughs> Why aren't you growing? <laughs> Where are your buds? I am ready for yeah. you to perform. Uh, yeah, it's the little things that just it is. you start to notice. It's funny. Yeah. Life um, is wonderful. Listeners, we're throwing you a curveball. We have Sam. He's plugged in today. Uh, Jacob, you can introduce Sam. Yeah, I'll introduce Sam. Sam, a man. Yeah, dude, Sam is... Son of Sam. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, just keep going. Samra. He's my Samra guy, you know? Samra <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um, no, Sam's, Sam's awesome. He's been helping me out with Blaze Air uh, for the last couple of years now, and he is going to be the number one producer for Blaze Air. But as for this... He's also producing this show. So <laughs> Sam's, a little, Sam's a little handyman <laughs> yeah. when it comes to electronics, too. Absolutely. He's got, got a good look, too. He's, <laughs> he's our uh, off-camera off punching bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe the one throwing he's the He's the only one bag. here with brains. <laughs> <Yeah>. Left. <laughs> Sam, Sam, not knowing Brady, any questions or anything about his story that you're... No, I mean, that's dying to know so more interesting. I mean, I, knew, I know your mom. I had your mom like, oh, cool. in class, but... And she'd always yeah. talked about how whatever, how her sons had been in the music industry and stuff. And I was always interested in that because, I mean, for me, movies, and that's yeah. super interesting to me. I'm in film school and whatnot. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy that you don't know that people like that are right around this area. And, like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's good to hear that from you, too. I mean, that's awesome. Thanks. Absolutely. It makes us look old, though. Yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah, it does. That's a crazy. So people don't know my mom is a 10th grade English teacher. And every year there's this like group of kids. I call them kids. You know, they're not. But they uh, just infiltrate my social media. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, like your mom's my teacher. You know, can we get a signed record or can we do this? I'd be like, mom, time to retire. You need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my mom is retiring. Yeah, she, is she really? This is her first year out, right? Well, uh, as soon year? as this, it's crazy. Her last year, we have COVID-19 <laughs> coming. I told her, I was like, you, that's what you get <laughs> for being a teacher. You, yeah. you know, you're not going to be able to retire peacefully. That's your curse. Give this to yourself. Of ruining <laughs> children's minds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she flunked you out of her class, right? I got kicked out of her class a lot, man. I beat up a lot of my friends in my class. <laughs> And she didn't, I thought I would get away with it because everybody's like, oh, your mom's your teacher. It's so cool. It wasn't because <laughs> she didn't put up with anything. Yeah, I thought I could go worse. in there and do what I wanted, but I, I spent more time in the principal's office than anything. And that is a fact. Time, so then so. I faked a back injury so I could go to the uh, chiropractor <laughs> instead of be in her class. I have a funny story about, um, I think your mom was teaching like the publications class or something. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my, my mom and your mom have been friends for a very long time, mm -hmm. you know back to when my mom had the toy store even she'd come in all the time so we've known your family a very long time and yeah. she knew me very well so i'd be like i want to be in the publications class and she's like jacob your grades suck i can't lie <laughs> i'm like but you know my mom you're too <laughs> you're too stupid <laughs> pretty much yeah. so it's like you know what maybe it was that conversation that pushed me harder to be you know what i'm gonna prove her wrong i'm gonna have a media career <laughs> What now, Vicky? <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct because I had a math teacher, and I won't mention her name because I already got my vengeance with her. But I ran into her a few years ago, and I remember this is you guys aren't going to believe this shit. I told her because I wore an NWA shirt to, to class one day, and she was just like, That was out, you know, when I was a kid. And like, what are you doing wearing that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's one of my favorite groups, and I love it, and this and that. And 
and she had a career day. We were to pick our career, and I picked being a musician. Everybody else had like some business shit and like real goals. Mine was just a joke, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna make music, and then I just like picked Britney Spears' salary. So I was like, yeah, I'll be making like six million a month. <laughs> and she just laughed, and she's like, You gotta be serious. <laughs> If she listens to this, she'll know who she is. Because I had a crush on her, too. Yeah. I always wanted to kill her. No, I'm just kidding. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. I do I'm not sorry. agree with that. Um, I need to shower. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Wash my ears. Yeah, I feel gross. <laughs> but no, I, I ran into her, uh, uh, what was about a summer ago? Actually, no, it was two summers ago. Right when I came back from L.A. after a, a deal. And I said, you won't believe who I'm partners with right and I, who I just, you know, I was working on the movie, NWA, straight out of Compton. Yeah. I helped uh, work on some of the tunes during yeah, that's that. that's so cool. And uh, so I just did all that. I said, remember when you laughed at me <laughs> when I picked this career? And she, and she just played stupid. She yeah. was like, I I always knew you'd do that. I, I yeah. was just playing games. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you <laughs> no, treated me like you. shit because of that. <laughs> and I failed your class. I failed everything in high school because I didn't care, you know. And uh it was it was pretty funny though to be like I did that and then yeah. she's like I always knew you would I just didn't want to build your head because you already had a ego. Oh, that's the answer. That's what they all say. So no, yeah. I didn't. But like that, I did not have any animosity. I was joking. Your mom is one of the nicest people in the world. I was just giving her shit. So uh, and so was this lady. Yeah. She was she's wonderful, and I still chat with her, and I still love her friendship. Uh, and Mr. Gunther, man, Mr. Yeah. Gunther, Dave Gunther from Pequot Lakes, Minnesota, is the man who actually told me it was okay to to be as weird as I am, you know? And because of him, I've I've had huge success mm -hmm. because of that. Obviously your parents and your, you know, whatever. But uh, the Dave Gunther is yeah, truly- One of the nicest guys. Yeah, I, man, I owe that, that man everything. When I was a weirdo in high school and making weird artwork, he was just there loving it and telling me to do more. And mm -hmm. I was, I think I'm still the only uh, ninth grader who had a senior setup for four years. And I was art school uh, president for like what? Three years, four years, and it was all because of Dave. He he knew that I hated school. He knew that I hated a lot of things in society, and he set me free through art. And uh, yeah, I, I I owe that man so much. He's phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal person. I remember you like living. living I did. In there. I hated every class. Like I'd show up for gym, lunch, and art. That was it. <laughs> That's all I wanted. And uh, and Dave made that possible. I'm glad you just called lunch a class. I I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it was to me. It's like I got to show up for this shit. You know? Even though it tasted like cardboard, yeah. and, you know, dog food, it was still something I enjoyed because I could hang out and throw spit wads at people and, uh, you know, unscrew the pepper shaker. And <laughs> I was terrible, man. I was just a bad kid. Oh, man. Uh, I'm uh, glad you brought up Gunther. Now, maybe this is, I'm figuring something out about myself right now more than anything. Yeah. Gunther, great human being. I had my last class in high school was Such a photography a class. I was actually telling Sam this too. You look around and, and you'll see I have, I like, I like to say there's some decent pictures around. I failed photography. I failed. Oh, man. And uh, Gunther, so Gunther came up one day. Um, we were doing a vendor show or something and Barb was, was selling some of her signs. Uh, so Gunther was in. He's like, Jacob, this is a really good uh, calendar you did. Some great shots. I'm like, well, thank you. It means a lot from you. And he's like, I know it does because I remember you failed my class. I'm like, that was 10 years ago, Gunther. <laughs> Get off. Off my back. I'll never but, forget. Oh, that was the one thing I appreciate. I didn't care if you screwed up in math or science. You know, it's, it's all stuff you need. Man. Mm -hmm. Not really. Um, <laughs> and uh, when kids would screw off in his class, he would just walk them, grab your portfolio, and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> and be like, hey, if you're going to screw around, yeah. here, you can get out. And I loved that because I was actually there to learn. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I loved it. I, I was like, 
Yes, art and uh, creation and imagination and belief in oneself is so much more important than uh, what is a square root divided by 70,000 square things X. that are X'd <laughs> by a Y. You know, if that's your shit, cool. It's not mine. Yeah. You know, if that's your thing, you know, I completely understand. And I'm jealous, actually, because I wish I knew that shit. But uh, I don't think there's a single person in the Pequot area that doesn't. No. The guy's a legend. I don't think. Absolute legend. He reminds me of like a Paul Bunyan. Yeah. You know, he's a living legend. <laughs> I'd do anything for that guy. He's a, he's a, a great, great person. And I know a nice little shout. Speaking of Paul Bunyan, I'm glad you brought that up. He did. He was a very influential person in getting the bobber in this town too. Absolutely. He had was a, he had a uh, yeah. contest and this kid and him just got this design together. It was like a fourth, fifth, fifth grader. Mm -hmm. um, but like, and then Dave was like, I really like this idea and put his little design with it yeah. as well. And all he's, of a sudden it's the bobber. This is in like probably 92, man, 93. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's such a I huge part of this community. I mean, the paintings, the murals, everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the uh, the Paul Bunyan uh, scenic byway. Mm -hmm. And I designed that when I was a kid. Park, you guys don't know, but I designed this park when I was a little kid because of Dave. Yeah. I drew all this stuff. You know, uh, He gave me opportunities when he knew I didn't want to show up to school. He'd... Uh, He'd offer me opportunities that he knew would get me to school. Yeah, that guy. He's a good, good guy. I'm glad I got to spend some time on Mr. Gunther. Yeah, no, me too. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, he's a legend. Sure got to get him on the show. Why the hell am I here? <laughs> we should get, we need him to get Dave here. <laughs> he doesn't bring us beer. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to send him a message. Yeah. Uh, actually, you can't send him a message. You got to show up to his house. Yeah, right. with like Carry your pigeon. pigeon yeah, <laughs> handwritten letter, you know. Mr. Gunther, He'll get please like, bring beer. <laughs> <laughs> Who put you up to this? Uh, Braden Palmer. Yeah. Oh, my God, that kid again. Yeah. Yep. Still haunting my dreams. He's still here ruining my life. Uh, he's uh, retired too, right now? Yes, he he's is. just yep. hanging out, living the dream. Yeah. Yep. Still does the brush pilots. Yep. I think. Oh, wait. Was that last year the last year? He might have retired from that, yeah. but he's, he's still just, uh, you know. I think he's like the president of the uh, Antique Snowmobile Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, like he, that's what he's it got is. A, a bunch of cool stuff, and then he goes to uh, he goes out west every every fall and does a, yeah. teaches children how to survive in nature. Mm -hmm. Another just wonderful. Just thing. makes us look like terrible people. Yeah, I mean, I have always been a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and now I'm even more of one. No, no, because of people like Dave in this area, a lot of us had a, had a good uh, yeah, yeah. Had a look, right. good look into yeah. our own artistry, our own talents. Yep. We need more people like that. For the majority of the school, I think they do bring in some good overall people as teachers, you know? Yeah. And, and each, like you had Gunther, um, mm -hmm. there was a guy named Mr. Novak. I know like a lot of people went to him. Uh, Mrs. Okay. Smith, you know, Lynn Smith was a- Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, she yeah, was a good she one. she was fun. But um, there's always a good person. And for the most part, Dave Gunther was for a lot of kids, you know? Mm -hmm. He's just a staple of right. uh, who you should be. Right. Who you it should was, emulate. Mr. You know? Larson. Larson from yeah. New York. No? Mr. Larson, I, I love that guy. Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah, he got me through some stuff, yeah. too. Because yeah. yeah. he coached football, didn't he, too? He football. He like, like, uh, like middle school. Yeah. 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 Uh, good, good man. Yeah. I remember the day of 9-11, and he was distraught because he had family there. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I came into his classroom. He's like, what's up, Larson? And he was like... Bad day, you know. He was, he was just sitting by the TV watching. And yeah, he couldn't get a hold of his family. Was, oh. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was in I was in Mrs. Doty's class that day. 
remember that. Isn't that yeah. weird how you can remember stuff like that? I was I on a bus. like the yellow lights yeah. in that yeah. god awful room without any yeah. windows. Unre- unre- <laughs> yeah, yellow lights, headache <laughs> lights is yeah. what I used to call it. Remember the bus drills we'd have to do? Like we'd have to go yeah. out to the bus garage and then yeah. be like, this is go out the mm-hmm. exit. We were on there and the, the teacher, whoever, I must have been third or fourth, third grade maybe. I don't know. But they're like, we need to get inside to watch the TV. I'm like, okay. But at, in third grade, yeah, we yeah. didn't really understand yeah. right. totally the what was going on, but we Man. knew something bad was happening. That's crazy. I was in eighth grade and we got moved uh, from, I can't remember her name at the moment, but we got moved to Mr. Blank's classroom in the science room. Mm-hmm. And we all watched on the, on the TV carts, the shit yep. that now you yep. see on oh, the yeah. where it's like, if you saw these, yeah. you had a great life. <laughs> I'm like, I did, I did. I did have a great life. We used to do all kinds of weird things, those carts, but they're not allowed to be said on this uh, podcast. <laughs> but I remember that. All showed up and we walked in there and you know, watching this stuff happen. And like, you know, you don't get it at that yeah, age. Yeah. It, it, yep. it was a tragedy, but it wasn't as, you know, no. as detrimental to us at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of were like, hey, you're free to go to school off. Yeah. Like, All right, <laughs> let's go home. You know, but now, wow, what a crazy time. That's just like when I hear my dad talk about, he remembers he was in school and JFK was assassinated. Yeah. You know, like he was in boxing class. And all of a sudden, it came over the intercom. The president of the United States has been assassinated. Like, it, just crazy stuff. Yeah. That stuff sticks with you. Just like right now, here we are doing a podcast, and neither of these bastards are six feet away from me. <laughs> but, uh, we're about five and a half. Yeah, we're doing COVID 19. I don't know. This is a bit, pretty big table. The camera doesn't show how I actually. We keep it. saying that we're probably going to be the first podcast shut down. Yeah. The police are going to come in. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm on here, you're definitely toast. I've already got warrants. (laughs) Like that's where he was. Let's get him. He's up to no good. This has been fun, though, guys. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm glad. If one thing is fun to just catch up with people from here because I've been so distant for so long, and it it wasn't done on purpose. I think it was just. You are someone in high school. You have a persona. You're young and stupid, and not everybody, but me especially. I was young and really stupid. And uh, so by the time I kind of came to an age of reason, I was just really embarrassed of everything. And that's, I think that's the main reason why I left too, because I was like, oh, I got to get out of here, you know. I'm nothing like I was. I mean, even a week ago, I'm nothing like I was. Mm-hmm. I, evolution is such an important part of my life. I learn quickly and I change quickly. Something I did last week that was wrong, I immediately am like, ah, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. And in high school, you're not aware of that yet. You know, you're not aware of who you were you know, back then and the, just keep doing the same dumb shit to get a, well, get a reaction. Well, yeah, I mean, you just, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there's not even, you just, you're just living. It's a, it's a freedom. And uh, me and my buddies, we were just like 100% anarchists. So we would just do anything just to do it, you yeah. know. And, and I'm not going to take any of that back. It was a blast, man. Most of it's on film. Had an absolute blast, but I did change a lot. And I think... Uh, just going away out of this area really helped that you know, flourish. Taught me a lot about business, and it taught me a lot about respecting where I'm from, and mm-hmm. elders and people you know, and what reputation matters. Because uh, reputation around here is very, very important. And uh, once I learned about that, uh, it changed me. And I just try to do the best I can every day and suck the rest of the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I was about to ask you, like, is there a note you want to end on? But I think that's a perfect note. Um, yeah, absolutely. I guess, yeah, if there is anything else you want our listeners to know, um, where they can find your, your stuff, your social media pages, anything you want them to know. Okay, so 
what I'd like to say to kids around here, because I have a lot of young fans around here, and I, they mean the world to me because I never thought I'd ever be cool with young kids. They're like I was. They're all little rebels. They're doing their own thing, and, and I hope that they listen to my message of keep doing what you believe in. You know, follow your heart, uh, no matter how much uh, resistance is against you. If it's something, it's a lot of work, but you got to keep at it, and your your shit can blossom quickly. And uh, and if you want to find out more about me, if you don't know who I am, you go to www.stuckhogstudios.com. It's got most of my content there. I'm horrible at social media. Uh, I'm terrible at self promotion. I just work, and it kind of makes its way out there. But that's where you can find a majority of my catalog and the things I've worked on. And then, uh, you know, other things like IMDb and things like that. You can find films I've worked on. But otherwise, I just hope to see people out in public and chat with them if they got questions. I I love chatting about it because I went through a, a lot of stuff to learn how to get where I'm at. And I love sharing it. I'm not going to be like the other people who learn secrets and keep them for themselves. I like everybody to succeed and I like everybody to be happy at the end of the day. So I'll share all my knowledge and I'll die a happy man. That is a better ending message than I bet you will ever have on this show. <laughs> hey, give, give, give. I've had yeah, a lot of people might just record give it. me. Right, yeah. Keep it going. Maybe that'll Keep it just be our, every episode. That's our, <laughs> hey, that's the, our more, doesn't, the more you give, the more you get, honestly. And yeah. I've learned that more and more. I've been very, very fortunate. I have a lot of great people in my life that have helped me. You know, And uh, when I'm down the dumps, there's people who bailed me out. And so it's my turn to return it all and give everything. Give it all. Stay close to nature. That's the most important thing. Get outside. Yes. Yeah. Be outside and play and learn about your birds and learn about all that shit and never stop painting, never stop writing, and uh, stop thinking, though, for most of the people. <laughs> stop thinking. It's getting you in trouble. Like me right now. Oh, no. It's been good, man. You want to just wrap her up, Colton? Yeah, once again, this is Colton there, Woods to Water Real Estate, and the Listen Local podcast. We are here with Braden Palmer, Stuck Hog Studios. And yeah, Jacob Blaze with Blazer. You can find this. Um, it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, and it's been a fun. It's been a really fun episode. Thank you so much for, for joining Thank you us, guys. Braden. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, right, and cool. Sam. And oh, and Sam. Yeah, Got him. The, the man, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Listen local.